You're listening to Confidently Beautiful with Sierra, a podcast to help you stay confidently beautiful because we all have confidence inside us. We just need to bring it out and I'm here to show you how. Body image, dreams, parenting style, personality, and more. Here we cover it all. Get ready to stay confidently beautiful. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm happy that you are here. I'm going to start off this episode with a little confidence high, confidence low, because it's been a little while since we've done those. If you follow me on Instagram, you can follow me at Confidently Beautiful Podcast. And every Sunday I try and do in my story a confidence high and confidence low. And I ask for some of yours. And I love the conversations that I have with other people and hearing their confidence highs and their confidence lows, because it's just relatable and I can learn more about you. And it's just a really fun thing. So make sure you're following me on Instagram. Maybe every once in a while I can like share the people's responses. Just because it's so fun to hear other people in the world and what they are going through. So my confidence high for this week was I had a doctor's appointment for my little four-year-old boy and um, he has had some fluid in his ears for months and months and months and so I finally got him into an ENT and I was feeling really good because I this is not my first um, possible surgery experience with him. He has had surgery before and um, I feel like my with that with his surgery and then with having delivered three babies and then also my experience at primary children's when my youngest was life lighted I feel like I have really stepped into advocating for my children's health and being confident enough to say things and ask questions and not just like blindly listen to the doctors but to like to really just like try and understand it and to get a better knowledge of um, what what they're saying and why they think that and and also to advocate for my kids and to get them the care that they need. So that's a little backstory. I had an appointment with my little boy with the ENT and I just felt like the appointment went really, really well. The outcome was what I was expecting. He's going to need to have tonsils and adenoids removed and also tubes put in his ears. But I felt like the appointment itself was really good because I was able to calmly ask all the questions I didn't get all jumbled and flustered like I usually do because for some reason I don't know why doctors make me nervous (laughs) but for some reason they do but I was able to like explain things and all of his symptoms and everything that he's been experiencing and anyways it was just I just felt like it was a good appointment and I was um, advocating for my kid even though there wasn't even like it's not like there was like confrontation or anything that needed to be but I just felt like it was a good appointment (laughs) that's my confidence high My confidence low for this week is kind of a silly one, but it was one of those moments where you're like, oh my gosh, I can't believe that just happened. But anyways, I had been out and about in public and doing some things. I get home, I feel the back of my leg and there is like yogurt all over (laughs) the back of my shorts. Like, so my little one-year-old must've like come up and hugged me with a yogurty face that I didn't notice. And anyways, I had yogurt like very, very noticeably all over the back of my leg. So that was my little confidence low, like thinking, oh man, I went out in public like that, but it's fine. I'm a mom. (laughs) No big deal. So today for the podcast episode, I want to talk about my one of my three birth experiences. I want to do like a little birth series because I do know that a lot of you that listen are moms, not all of you, but I do know that I do have a lot of mom listeners. And so I thought it would be really great to do a little birth series and we can talk about how to be confident with your birth experiences, no matter how you give birth. I have had three different birthing experiences and they've all been very different. So I thought it would be fun to share my three experiences. The first one is my oldest daughter. Uh, She was born 
in 2016. And with her pregnancy, I was actually pregnant with twins. So we lost her twin. Uh, but so that was that's an experience in itself. And that's a different confidence type conversation to have to carry on with a pregnancy after losing one of the babies. But um, for this purpose, we will stick with the actual birthing experience and the confidence with that. So, but that's a little backstory of her. So when I was about to have her, I was 40 weeks and three days and I went to the doctor like, please just let me have this baby. And it was at the time it was hospital policy where I live and my hospital that they would not induce on your first baby until you were 41 weeks pregnant. (laughs) So I was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to go crazy. Um, And so I was I, I was at that appointment and he was like, you're close, but like, I, you're not quite there. And he said, let's schedule the induction. We'll see if you even make it to the induction date, but I think you're going to have this baby before then. So I was like, well, I hope you're right because I'm so ready to meet her. Um, so after my appointment, I went home, he had stripped my membranes and, um, and I was hoping that that would do something, but he had also done it two times before and I hadn't done anything. So, um, I went home. Seth and I were on this kick of watching Pretty Little Liars, and we—I mean, we were. This was before kids, and so shows were like our life after work. After work, like we would just have dinner, we'd hang out together, we'd watch a show, and anyway, that was like our pre-kid life. I—I honestly had to mourn that a little bit after we had Whitley, um, just because things were, I mean, things are not the same after you have a baby. So we were watching Pretty Little Liars at this time. And I remember Seth was like, we're going to go for a walk and we're going to do the stairs. And, but we had been doing this for like weeks and I was like, it's not going to do anything. Like, I'm just done. I'm just going to wait and just, just wait for this baby to come because it's not going to happen. But he was, he talked me into it. And so we went and we went for a walk and we found some stairs and we did this. I did the stairs twice and I was just like, I can't do it anymore. <laughs> and, and so then we started walking home, but then I would have a couple contractions, but I had been kind of having contractions for a while now. And so I was like, didn't really think anything of it but we got back home like sitting on the couch we're watching pretty little liars and about 15 minutes later I am just like okay something's happening it was like and I can't remember what season of pretty little liars we were on but it was one of the ending episodes and it was like crazy intense and I was like I could not focus and so I because things were just happening with my body and I was just starting to have more and more contractions this was at about eight o'clock at night and um by 10 o'clock so two hours later my contractions were five minutes apart and they were lasting for almost 60 seconds so I I didn't know. It's like, when are you supposed to go to the hospital? I don't know. The internet tells you different things. And so, so I decided, well, they're five minutes apart. They're lasting like a decent amount of time. Maybe it's time to go. Um, and looking back now, I'm like, oh, I wish I would have stayed home a little bit longer just because the, the hospital is not a fun place to labor when you are not having an epidural yet. And so um, I got to the hospital. I was still only two and a half centimeters and it was their policy that I had to be in triage for an hour. And so I had to sit there. This is the part that was torture. I just had to sit there and um, be miserable basically. And I had not, I had not prepared as much for this delivery as I wished that I would have now, but it's much easier to say that after I've done it three times and 
I have more knowledge than I did then. But at the time, I um, I had done what I had done. And anyways, we were sitting in triage for an hour, and I was in so much pain. And she came back, and I was a five. I was at a five, and um, my contractions were only two minutes apart. And so she and I remember her exact words. She goes, "Oh, it's time to have a baby." And so it's like, "Okay, let's do this." And so we moved into our delivery room. I had already decided that I wanted an epidural with this pregnancy. It was my first one. I just didn't, I didn't want to mess with that. The epidural was, it was rough. It was a rough, rough go. Now having done an epidural twice, I can, I know why. <laughs> because my body is just, it has a lot of cartilage and it has a lot of, it's just, there's not much room for the needle to go. So it was extremely painful. Um, I can't remember exactly how long it took to get the epidural, but I remember it was a good amount of time. Um, finally, the epidural was in and my right side was completely numb, but my left side was not. And so he had to come back and wiggle it around or take it out, do it again. I don't know what he did, but it hurt whatever it was he was doing. It was very painful. And finally, my left side got numb. I don't think it was fully and completely numb when I was giving birth, but it was at least more numb. And so it was better than what I was feeling. But my right side was way numb because the left side took so long. So the right side was like crazy numb. They put me with the peanut ball on my side and I'm just laying there. I remember the pain completely got better after I got the epidural. Um, and I was just laying there on my side and then all of the sudden, like this is another thing. It's like, oh, I wish I would have like had more knowledge of birth and the process. And I just, it's just so easy to look back. But all of the sudden, there were all these people that just came like running in, like all these nurses. And I was like, well, what's happening? Like, I didn't know. And apparently the baby had dropped very, very quickly. I called the doctor and he came and he checked me and I was at a 10. Yay. It was about four o'clock in the morning at this point. So I, my contractions had started at 8 p.m. It was about 4 a.m. So it hadn't been too long, but um, I was thinking, okay, maybe it's time to have her. And so we start, we did some like practice pushes because this was my first baby and she, the nurse kind of helped coach me on how to push. I did a few practice pushes, but, and Whitley still had a little bit more dropping that she needed to do. And um, I was just having a hard time getting her up and over. Um, and so they just decided to let me rest for a little bit. And then at 6am the nurses changed and I was sad to see my nurse go. But in the end, I think this is what I needed because my new nurse was amazing. She was so good. She, um, she fun fact was actually the nurse for a second, not for the whole time, um, with my last baby that I just had. She came in, she really got things going. I, so she came in at six and by seven, she was like, I think we're ready to push. And so she called the doctor. So for about 20 minutes, I pushed with her until my doctor got there. And then when he got there, then he took over and, um, really got me pushing and helped me through. And Whitley was born at seven forty-two, So just 40 minutes of pushing, 42 minutes of pushing. And, um, she was there. So, um, looking back now, there's a lot of things that I would have done to differently. But in the moment, I was really, really happy. I felt really, really confident that I did a good job with the process. I was fortunate to have good nurses. That feeling of having your baby on your chest for the very first time, especially a very first baby that you've never experienced that with, was, it's like one of the things that I can't even put into words. It was the best feeling in the world. Um, it's the thing that I look forward to probably the most when I have babies. All the oxytocin that's running through your body and just like the adrenaline rush and the happy feelings. It's the best thing in the world. Uh, 
looking back, I thought it would be kind of fun because now I'm a little bit more experienced. I've actually taken a birthing class <laughs> and um, I thought it would be fun to, to I, now that you know my story, to go through and to talk about things that um, I wish that I would have been a little bit more confident in um, if I were to redo this whole exact scenario. Um, so <laughs> I wish that I would have just trusted my body a little bit more. It's so easy to say that when I'm not pregnant at the moment and I'm not 40 weeks and three days pregnant, but I wish that I would have just like not pushed my body so much. Um, I already have really high blood pressure at the end of my pregnancy. And so I wish I would have just enjoyed those moments of just being pregnant and at the very end, which if I were listening to this and I was like 39, 40 weeks pregnant, I would probably want to punch myself in the face. So I can say that because I'm not pregnant, <laughs> but that's what I probably would have wished that I would have done, especially knowing the postpartum depression that I went through after she was born, um, just to enjoy those last days of not having another human in the house, just me and Seth, and just really, really treasuring that. Um, I wish that I would have been a little bit more aware of the whole process of birth. I did not understand the process of birth. I thought that I did. We didn't take a birthing class. I really wish we would have taken a birthing class because this was our first baby. And um, I wish that I would have like understood what my body was doing and, and all of those things. So that is something that I wish I was a little bit more confident in. And I'm, even in the moment, I remember thinking, I wish I understood like what was going to happen next. And I remember feeling that in the moment. And so if I could give anyone advice who is having their first baby is to understand the process, no matter how you're going to give birth, if you're going to have a C-section or an epidural or go um, naturally, have birth, give birth naturally, um, just to understand what your body is going to do and all of the things that it's, that are going to be going on in your body, the hormone changes and all of that and, and the different phases of, uh, of the birthing experience and like where the baby is and all of that. I wish I would have gotten known that better. If I, I feel like if I would have known that better, then I also would have known when to have gone to the hospital. I remember being so nervous. I remember it so clearly. We were in the, in the bathroom. I was having contractions, leaning up against the counter. And Seth was like, I feel like we need to go to the hospital because, you know, just that fear. You, you've never had a baby before and you're just like, I don't know, like, I don't want to have the baby here alone without a doctor. And um, and so I remember just like letting the fear set in. I wish that I had been more confident to not let the fear set in and to just trust my body and listen to my body. And I'll know if I had known more about the process, I feel like I would have known like how long I can wait and like what I would be feeling uh, when I would know that I would need to go to the hospital. I remember in the birthing class that I took she talked about like the different things that your body's going to want to do like you're going to want to eat a lot you're going to like have like a burst of energy at a certain point and she was saying like the transition period that's like when you feel like food does not sound good anymore I don't want to eat um and like you just don't want to be touched like you're like don't touch me nobody touch me that's when you're in the transition period and so I wish I would have understood like the different steps in the process a little bit more and then maybe I could have labored at home a little bit longer because honestly probably besides the epidural the epidural for me personally was the worst part but besides that the most miserable part of the whole experience was that hour in triage where we just had to sit and I was hooked up to all the monitors so I couldn't really move 
And then that was miserable. I also wish that I would have been a little bit more confident to reach out to my nurse and when I was in so much pain and have her check me like maybe before the hour was over. Because I think if she would have come back even half an hour, then she would have seen like, oh, you're progressing. We can move you into a room. And I would have been a lot more comfortable. Um, I also wish that I would have been a little bit more confident to like maybe ask more questions. Like, do I have to be hooked up to these monitors in the bed? Like, can I be hooked up to the monitors but stand up and and labor standing up and um, have, be able to like move around and have Seth push on my back and stuff. So those are some other things that I wish I had been a little bit more confident in is just to ask for what I needed and what would be um, okay to do and not to do. Uh, another thing that I am really, really grateful for with this experience is that I did have good nurses, but if I hadn't had good nurses, then um, I would just suggest that if you don't have a good nurse to be confident enough to ask for a different one. That is like a scary thing. And, and I will talk more about that with other birthing experiences with my boys. Um, but I wish that I would have even known and, and I didn't need it in this case because my nurses were really great, but I wish I would have even known to like that you have that option. Like you can ask for somebody else. Another thing that in this situation, looking back, I wish that I had been a little bit more confident in is when I very, very first started pushing with her at four o'clock in the morning. Um, we did some pushes. My doctor was even there. He was like ready. And um, I just like couldn't get her up and over the pelvic bone. And my doctor had made the decision to wait and let me rest for a little bit. I wish that I would have had been a little bit more confident to like ask more questions. Like, can we, can we try something different? Um, I did have an epidural, but you can do different positions even in an epidural. I didn't know that. I just thought like, okay, you have an epidural, you have to stay on your back. Like, but they can, I mean, you're limited because you have no movement or no feeling in your legs, but they could do some different things. And I wish that I would have been a little bit more confident to maybe push more to try and help do what I could to help uh, my baby drop down further and get the baby up and over my pelvic bone. Um, especially now that I know that that is how my body is built. I have that uh, is a very common thing for me with my deliveries. It's, so I have to be a little bit creative in having to get the baby up and over. Um, so I wish that I would have been a little bit more confident in that. But other than that, I think it went so, so good. And the important thing is like my memory of that experience, like even though now I can look back and say, oh, I wish I would have been more confident in this or this or this. I can look back now and I feel really, really good about my experience and I have happy, happy, happy memories of this birth. And so that's all that matters. Um, but even though there were things that I wish that it would have changed, but that would be my advice for you is if you are having an epidural, know that you can advocate for yourself. You can ask for things. You can ask for a different nurse. You can ask for things, understand the process of birth, understand like what your body is going to be going through and the different phases and maybe like what you'll be feeling at each phase of labor and so that you know like oh I'm getting close to delivery time or this is transition time or the baby is probably about here and like needs to drop just about this much more and then you can know because dilation doesn't always mean like that you're close. I dilate really really quickly. I could be at a two and then dilate to a 10 in less than 30 minutes like it can be really really fast and I think in all three of my cases that is how it has been and that also can surprise the nurses so I think if you could just be confident in knowing that like when you feel like you need to be checked or you feel like it's time like just to trust your body and to understand like what it's going to feel like um, and then I think also just to be confident 
in your, whatever your birthing decision is, like if you're choosing to have an epidural, then just be confident in knowing like this is the process for having an epidural and, um, and all of the things. And then also just, I didn't really mention this, but I think another thing that I would have been totally thrown through a loop if I had not been able to have Whitley like vaginally with an epidural, I, that's like what I had in my mind. And so I think to be more open to other possibilities because something else might happen. The epidural did almost fail for me. Like I did have feeling in my left side for quite a while. And I like, what if the epidural didn't work and I only had my right side numb? I wish that I would have like been more confident in knowing what it was going to be like to maybe have a natural birth because that, that was almost a reality for me. Um, or, um, maybe you are planning like an epidural, but maybe you do have to have an emergency C-section. And so I think to be confident in knowing, understanding the process of all different types of birthing, whatever it is, so that whatever happens in your experience, you can be ready. That is my experience with Whitley. That is my very first delivery. I'm probably going to do this in three different parts. And I will next time tell the birth of one of my boys, which was an induction. So all of my birthing stories are a little bit different. And I hope that you can love this. If you're expecting a baby, if you just love to hear birthing stories or whatever your reason for listening, but hopefully it gives you a little bit more confidence in your birthing experience, however that looks. Thanks for listening. Stay confidently beautiful. I will talk to you next time with the induction story. Thanks for listening. Connect with me on Instagram at confidently beautiful podcast and share this episode with someone in your life who could use a little reminder of just how amazing they already are. Stay confidently beautiful.